1: Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Time now for the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: Far side with it, Nice. trying to send it up, and that'll do it. Timeline's down, and the Blues fall short two games in a row on home ice. After a brilliant opening game on this homestand, they cough up the next
3: two and give back the equity they had earned. 4 to the final. Leafs beat the Blues.
2: Let's get nasty on a Monday. It's a fast lane on 101. ESPN, Kerry Davis, Jamie Rivers, Anthony Stalter. 332 it's weird 332 your time check is brought to <laughs> you by clarks not jewelers check,
1: didn't you?
4: i
2: did i'm like 332 that doesn't make any sense <laughs> but yeah we had the blues on today unfortunately they lose to the toronto maple Leafs. just a, a totally uninspired performance i thought by the blues today gentlemen they lose four to two to toronto yeah they they did have for a brief second there you thought maybe they would have an opportunity to tie it and they did uh, they did have the opportunity to when they they scored to make it three two. They they had they had the goal goaltender pulled. When it was three one, they score about a minute left, have an opportunity to maybe keep it in their end. They didn't. Puck goes the other way. A, a total penalty that wasn't called, foul yeah. one called. Toronto gets the empty net goal on that same play, and they wound up winning four two. But again, I I thought the last two performances by the Blues totally uninspired.
4: Yeah, so um, Alec Burleson today, Mason Wynn, batting practice down in Jupiter. Yeah, we're talking about 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 the Blues. blues. I was really getting into it because Alec Burleson looks like he's tweaked his. his, Jamie,
5: we're going to stop you right there. Talking about the St. Louis Blues, not the St. Louis Cardinals. The Blues just played. Alex and those guys just had a post game show and everything. But but different teams,
2: (laughs) different colors,
5: (laughs) same city. Okay, if we're
4: going to have to talk about it, we'll talk about it. (laughs) Now, Anthony, you're right. I I feel like the last two games, I hate saying uninspired. I hate it because it's like this team is in a playoff battle. They're still in the wild card spot, but they could have really distanced themselves in a good way. You come up with a big effort against the Predators, if you did, by the way, come up with a big effort against the Predators and get that win. You're six points ahead of them with a the game in hand. Then you get the Toronto Maple Leafs to come in here. You know how they're going to play. They've got high-end skill. They're, everything is off the rush for the Maple Leafs. So what does that tell you? It means don't turn the puck over.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Don't manage the puck well. Get it down low. Work it down below the goal line as much as possible. No, we're just going to pass.
2: And hem them in.
4: We, did, we didn't really? No. We' the just no... didn't hem them in for maybe a couple of times throughout the game, but not for an extended period of time. And then, you know, your, your power play... You know, the first unit, they they were executing, but I don't know if they were executing with a purpose. Meaning, like, they're passing to the guy who's open, but nah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not sure what we're going to do from here. Uh, he's open. I'll give him the puck. What's he going to do? I don't know. I gave him the puck. Let's see what he does. Gotta have a purpose. And I thought the physicality, too. Like, the last two games in particular, it, and look, this is not about me at all, but I'm down between the benches for the Nashville game. I've got a certain intensity. Like, I'm I, sitting there talking to some of the training staff saying, I absolutely love these games. This is what I miss. Mm-hmm. I miss playing games like this. Mm-hmm. The camaraderie and all that stuff is great. You know, oh, I miss the locker room, miss the guys. Yeah, but you miss those intense matchups against a division rival that actually means something. And I was like, yeah. some guys were like kind of sort of into it, some guys weren't. And it's like, man, it just, it sucks that it's right now to where they've had a couple of hiccups with the way they're playing, because this is the time where you you could you could have really
5: made a difference in the standings in a positive way for yourself. Watching the game, I, I just feel like, as you said, Jim, you're there, and I actually thought the the Nashville game they were they were hitting people. They were a little bit more great. that one felt it like took a, a while though. Yeah, it did. Nashville
4: it, had to punch them in the they, mouth and, so many and, times. And they they get finally tired started
5: of it. to to hit back. That game did feel like a playoff atmosphere. Watching it from start to finish, it felt you could feel the energy even just sitting there watching it. Today kind of just felt like they were kind of skating out there just to be there. It's a weird start time. Obviously, noon is probably
4: not optimal for anybody, but both teams had to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those are the games where you can kind of lull yourself to sleep, and that's kind of what happened. Like, those are the games where you want to have your identity players come out and just stir up crap yeah like first shift of the game go and hit somebody yeah go get in somebody's face just to pull people to drag your guys into battle force them to be in the battle with you or force them to look like they're so out of it that they should be benched the thing i
5: find interesting when you watch a nationally televised game you hear how they talk about other teams in comparison to how they talk i mean austin matthews obviously he's going to get talked about a lot because he's really dang on good but I think the blues, and I've said this before, you still need that star player. The person that when people are watching nationally, oh yeah, oh yeah, I gotta watch this team because of that player. I don't know that we I still don't know that we have that player just yet. It's maybe it's on the horizon, but until just my opinion, and and hockey is probably different, but I think you need a superstar or a guy that is on the verge of being a superstar. That's when you start getting talked about nationally in a way that other teams with those superstars do yeah so i mean if we're going like directly like head to head with some of the teams we've
4: played here recently yeah you can't compete with that star power right you yeah, connor mcdavid leon Draisaitl with edmonton and then today austin matthews mitch marner john tavares like the list goes on and on for those guys william nylander right you no know, predators don't really have that guy the predators are relatively unknown nationally as well but i think robert thomas is that guy okay like He's not there yet to where every highlight on ESPN or TNT or every highlight package consists of like a Robert Thomas right. goal or a Robert Thomas play. Like, you know who those guys, you've got your Nathan McKinnon, your Connor McDavid, your Austin Matthews. You're not getting the Robert Thomas clip just yet, mm-hmm. but I feel like
5: it's, it's the getting bars. there.
4: Okay.
6: Carrie, you mentioned that they don't have like a superstar I don't think they have killer mentality they have an opportunity to tie the game on a power play and then they give up a shorthanded goal yeah like that's like the microcosm of this blue season you think they have an opportunity to go and do something with the man advantage and get back in the game and then it's in the back of your net that's that's what this team is when they're not consistent Mm -hmm. and it's frustrating
2: to watch well, it's just it's it's frustrating too because you saw that game against Edmonton and it, it had that playoff feel to it, and they just can't carry that momentum. And I even said last week that I feel like we, we know what we're going to get from a like an effort standpoint, a performance standpoint, and then the very next day they they got crushed <laughs> by Nashville, and then today happened. So now we're right back in, into the same mode of we we don't we don't know what what sort of performance we're going to get on a game in and game out basis.
5: But I think that that you talk about the killer instinct. Mm-hmm. Superstars usually have that. That's true. Well, like that's how they, they're superstars. Exactly. They are, they are the guys that, you know what, <laughs> we're not losing this game. If I have to drag you all into the fight with me, force you to fight, whatever we have to do to get this game won, and I don't at times, and today was one of those times, you just don't see that from the St. Louis Blues. You don't feel like – there are people dragging each other into the fight and that not enough yeah i I, i'll agree to that i was you know
4: on my way in here today thinking to myself like how do you approach critiquing this team right now for me just like my inner monologue and i'm like they just don't they don't drag each other into battle and the guys that do try and drag they end up sometimes on an island, like. was it last game. I forget if it was Jake Neighbors or maybe it was Sammy Blay. Ended up in the crease with five Nashville jerseys and not one other Blues jersey. Like, that can't happen. Right. Like, no matter what. And you don't have to fight. I'm not saying you to go get a fight. No. Yep. You got to be a band of brothers, though. Great. You have to be right there. Yeah. It, like, five guys in every scrum. That's like Jimmy Roberts. God rest his soul. You. He, that was one thing he absolutely harped on from the first day i ever played for him in the minors one guy in all guys in
7: right
4: and he's like and he goes listen for you guys who don't like to fight that's the best strategy because at least you got all your guys <laughs> yeah, right, right. There. otherwise you're going to get hung out to dry where someone's going to pluck you out of the right. pack and you're right. all by yourself <laughs> you're going to wish that your other guys on the ice were with you right. right so he'd say one guy in all guys in and you just i'm not seeing that right now and all that does is it it creates a certain intensity for your team it creates a certain vibe and an energy and it sends a message to the other team too like these guys are ready to roll man Mm -hmm. i just i i really like this team i just wish they had more of that fight on a consistent basis and obviously this is why they're hovering in and around the second wildcard spot and why they're not higher up in the standings but i think if you're looking at this team overall your Doug Armstrong, you have to start dissecting, you know, what pieces maybe don't fit mm-hmm. and what pieces do fit. Maybe there's a guy that's playing right now where you thought you didn't think you see him in a blues jersey a year or two from now, but maybe he should be. So there's gonna be a lot of evaluation going on here between now and the trade deadline, especially with the team now going up and down and all around i think army's going to be sitting there and all the scouting staff is going to be very very busy as the deadline approaches
2: so the blues are off for the next couple of nights they'll take on the islanders on uh what thursday i believe pregame at six o'clock at 222 thursday blues islanders pregame at six o'clock so next couple of days unfortunately sit on the last two performances as the blues fall four to two we've got more coming up on the blues we'll we'll hear from drew banister and some of the players following the game get some of their thoughts but was nolan Arnato nolan arnauto listening to the show on friday because he came out with some some comments uh, either a day or two later that would indicate that he was probably listening somebody <laughs> told him somebody told him <laughs> we'll talk about that next on 101
1: espn we're right back to the fast lane podcast presented by dom's tire and auto centers on 101 espn
2: Tuned into the show on Friday, we had a full show, almost a full show, dedicated to some comments made by Nolan Arnauto about Matt Carpenter being added to the clubhouse. And yeah, it's going to be nice to have Matt around because see, he's somebody that's going to get in somebody's face and hold them accountable. And we kind of had the whole question of, wait a minute, shouldn't that be you too? or <laughs> Should be at least part of it. But we did have the, and I had I made the comments of, okay, well then he's not a leader. And and I didn't say that critically. I just said that matter of factly. Well, it's I mean it is kind of a criticism. It, it's it's a criticism if you if you just assume that he he should be the leader. But I don't think leaders are cut that way. I think I think guys that you want to follow. I mean, he should be one from a from like a, a playing standpoint. But you guys know better than anybody. You don't have to be a starter to be a leader. You don't have to be uh, even a veteran sometimes. To, as long as he's been in the league. To say, hey, I'm just going to go ahead and follow you. You want to follow guys that are going to inspire you, or they're going to show you how it's done, or make you feel, you know, supported.
5: Well, I think if you're one of the best players on the team, you are a leader by default. You, you, people are watching you, and you can't just turn it off and say, don't, don't watch me. You're one of the best players in the game, so people are going to watch you. So how you carry yourself now? Maybe you're not a person that speaks to others, which. I mean, I think that's kind of strange. If a young player comes up to you and and wants some advice, you should be willing to give that young player some advice. Unless you're Aaron Rodgers and it's Jordan Love. I, I don't know. Maybe that. For <laughs> Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. For Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Maybe that's it's why. Funny how that works? It's yeah. crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's just—it's part of the job. It's part of being a pro. It's part of being a veteran. It, it, you. Ha- It's your duty to help younger players. It should be if you want to win because those younger players are going to have to show up in critical moments of a season and and you're going to be relying on those young players and then you're going to, well, why didn't you do it? Who who taught? who? I (laughs) never knew. I never knew. (laughs) Who who the hell told them?
2: Trying to keep my head above water.
5: So, that's why it, the 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 messaging and the you know the comments were just absurd to me because you are the veteran, you are a leader, you are a future Hall of Famer, you are the person that I think most people on that team would want to sit down and have a conversation with, and if you're not able to say, hey, don't do that because of this, or do this because of this, you're probably not going to have a good team, and you were happy about getting another player to come fill that role, which I think should lay in your, in your lap as well.
4: Kerry, the one thing he said out of all that that I, I'm going to isolate for a second is that you want to win. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is why you talk to any teammate. Veteran, a uh, couple years in the league, a rookie. If you want to win, if you're one of the best players, you talk to your teammates. And if there's something that they're doing that is not up to standard, you address it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's something that they're doing that's above and beyond, and then you reinforce it. Like there should be conversations all the time, and I've seen many guys who are superstars slash leaders go over to another guy, a young guy, and be like, "Hey man, I really like that play. You know, good job here." And blah, and it like that elevates the player. Correct. And then when the veteran player goes and says, "Hey man, we need more out of you," the young player goes, "Okay, oh,
5: crap, I'm gonna okay. do that because
4: yeah. he knows what I can do." Yeah. And I'm not doing it. I feel like I'm letting this guy down right now.
2: Well. Maybe Nolan Arnauto was listening to the Fastland or somebody just said, hey... Maybe he
4: downloaded the podcast. Maybe you
2: download the podcast at 101ESPN.com or his 101 ESPN mobile app, all brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Or somebody just told him, hey, some of your comments, they're out there.
4: They're like a fart in church right now. Yep, people are
2: reacting. Here is Nolan Arnauto on Bally Sports Midwest over the weekend.
7: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, some things have gotten blown out of proportion with some of the things we've said or I've said. Um, you know, I think... I am a leader. I'm a leader by example. I'm not, I'm not a vocal guy. And you know, I'm just following the leads of people I've seen, you know, and uh, you know, I don't, I know I could lead, I could be vocal, but you know, there's a proper way to do it. You know, the more you talk, the more people, you know, start to, it's just one ear, not the other. So there's gotta be a proper time. And I feel like I do that, you know, I'll share my thoughts when I need to. Um, And uh, that's what I'm going to do. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I do have to go out and perform and help this team win ballgames you do think it's kind of been blown out of proportion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think people think I'm shying away from trying to help people out or not, you know, I I don't know. I feel like sometimes what I'm hearing is people think I'm like ignoring people or not talking to people when that's not the case. It's just, you know, uh, there's certain things you can help guys out with. There's certain things that I got to help myself out with, but, uh, I think I definitely, I think I'm a leader on this team. I know I am. And, uh, maybe last year at times I shied away from it because of how I performed. But, uh, this
2: year, I'm
4: not going to do that. Anthony, I wrote down two words. What does it say? I think. I think. I think I'm a leader. <laughs> <laughs> did, did he not say that? <laughs> Gary? Yeah. He said it more than once, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I think. Yeah. If you think, you probably aren't. Yeah. I think I'm a leader. Oh, really? Well, who told you? How do you think you're a leader? If you're a leader, you just know it. If I was addressing the media, if this is what happened to me, and the fast lane threw a wrench into my wheels, and it's buzzed all the way down to Jupiter, and people are like, hey, man, stuff's hitting the fan back home because you're not a leader. I'd be like, first thing i say is, listen, I am a leader. I absolutely am a leader. I do it differently than certain guys. I do it differently than Matt Carpenter and Lance Lynn. That's why those guys are so valuable, because the way they lead is different than me. It complements the way I lead. Mm -hmm. But I go on that field every day, and I lay it out there. And if guys have questions or they have comments, we talk. It does happen. But one thing I can guarantee you is that I am a leader of this baseball club. That's why I wanted Carp here is because as a leader, you have to bring in other guys who can support your team sure. and do the job right. That's what he should have said.
2: So, Kerry, before you react, here's here are some comments. Tell me you
5: don't agree. I do.
2: Here's some comments by Nolan Arenado and at uh, STLToday.com over the weekend. He goes. I this is funny. He goes, "I think Oh, there it is. <laughs> I think <laughs> I've got to hold myself accountable," he said. "I think it's hard to go to go to a young guy and and go you've got to do this when I'm not really doing those things from a, from a performance from a defensive standpoint it was hard to do that and be the voice because I didn't feel like I I didn't feel like I didn't necessarily do those things as a player either it was hard, it was really hard last season I think I've got to, I've got to get away from that mindset, Arnano continued I don't have to play well to lead, I think there are other ways, I've talked to Goldie about that he shared with me, you don't have to perform to be a leader here, your resume, your resume speaks for itself, that is something Thing i have to realize it is hard especially when you're losing you want to be the reason why you're fixing the problem and you're not part of the problem i can i can understand that aspect of it i can understand him saying well i'm not playing playing very well so don't come to me
4: yeah but that's pouting
2: it is it's pouting he's got it's to, not he's got to overcome that it's
4: not leadership it's pouting and it, when one of my best players one of my leaders air quotes is over there all upset with himself and is internalizing and mm-hmm. is like grumpy in the locker those that's the hardest guys to be around right Because I I was that guy at times, never to the quality of Nolan Like I'm saying when I used to get benched or healthy scratched or tough nights, nobody wants to see the guy dragging his lip across the locker room. Nobody nobody really cares. What they need, though, is for you to jump back on board and help them.
5: So I'm not loving what he's saying. What, What I got out of that is that's just not his personality. He's not a person that is capable, maybe willing, but just not capable of having those intimate conversations that help a younger player along the way. And especially when he's not performing at the level that, maybe it's one of those things where, man, I got my own problems. I can't help you with yours right now. Let me get myself together. And maybe that's what it was for last season because he did struggle to begin the year. And and so when you're struggling yourself, you sometimes spiral in out of control and are unable to help other players. And people are looking at you like, "Hey, help! What are we doing? What's yep. what's the next step?" Every team needs a leader and somebody to point them in the right direction. And from all accounts, I mean, Wainwright, Wayneo was hurt to start the season. They didn't have a person in that clubhouse. You you threw Wilson Contreras under the bus. Who in that clubhouse was the person that was speaking up and saying, "Hey, this ain't good enough. We got to get. We got to do this. We got to do." This. It doesn't sound like there was anyone because. Wilson had his issues, Wayno injured, Nolan not playing well, Goldie doesn't seem like he's that type of person either. So it spiraled out of control as a team, and there was no person. And then the younger players like, well, we don't have any veteran leadership. Let me do it. And then the veteran was like, well, no, 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 no. Don't do that. <laughs> well, you didn't tell me what to do, so I'm going to do it my way. It probably created conflict too. I'm sure. But if you're not saying anything as a veteran and a young player steps up, well, what? What's the complaint?
6: No. I wonder how Goldie and Arenado handled things when they were on their respective teams, Colorado and Arizona. There were reasons why those teams never made the playoffs during – I mean, they, I think Colorado made it like one time mm-hmm. during Arenado's tenure, but those teams, they never did anything, and they were having bad seasons. I wonder if that has carried over to what we saw last season, and they just didn't know how to pick their team back up because they've never been used to it.
2: Yeah. Well, they got to figure it out.
4: Yeah, it's unacceptable. I don't you
2: got it. You got to figure it out. No and, matter what
4: the reason, it's unacceptable.
2: And Jamie, you're right. You can lead in all in all different kinds of ways. You can go out to the fields. You can lead by just being the first guy on the field. Yeah, whatever. And just show.
4: And just starting to drill. Like, hey, boys, young guys, get over here. This is what we're going to do today. Right. Like Ryan O'Reilly used to do all the time. Hey, grabbing Thomas, grabbing Kyra, grabbing other guys. Hey, this is what we're going to do today. we to mm-hmm. work on you know backhand deflections for an hour.
7: Yep. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay petrangelo i i petro yeah i I remember i remember going down to blues practice and i've talked about this before it was like a centipede you know or or, (laughs) like ducklings following (laughs) following mama duck around and it was it was just one line and petro would go one drill and then the the centipede would follow next drill centipede would follow he wasn't he wasn't always the most vocal guy i'm sure he was in the clubhouse but you didn't hear him shouting at everybody you didn't hear you know you didn't hear a lot of rah-rah speeches yeah, it's that's just, not that's the not way to always do leadership. You right. don't
5: have to yeah, it scream yell. necessarily work that way. <laughs> no. you, especially for pro athletes, like right. nobody is going to come on yeah. Man, And people shut smell up. that. Um, I, sure, Carrie, no, how many times you got it, a guy like <laughs> you can smell
4: it a mile away? You're like, bro, sit down, <laughs> <Just> go away, <laughs> sit down. What are you doing? <laughs> or every time the coach is about to walk in, jump nah, out, let's it. Come nah. on. Let's go, let's go. Hey, stop, okay, buddy. Eyewash. Yeah. All
2: right, we got the gauntlet coming up next. Marsh, you got a gauntlet contestant? We got one. There you go. Gauntlet here I want
0: to win ESPN. The
1: Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Four Warriors. Four categories. One challenger. Can you master the gauntlet? The gauntlet is
2: powered by Master. Your hometown source for business communications for more than 30 years. Visit Master.com time for the gauntlet in the fast lane on 101 espn 405 your time check is brought to you by clarkson jewelers an officially licensed rolex jeweler with jamie rivers carrie davis andrew and anthony stalter and we welcome in will to the gauntlet what's up will hey how you guys doing we're doing great is this your first time in the gauntlet
3: Longtime listener, first
2: time caller. Appreciate you guys right. having me. Oh no, we appreciate you listening. Thanks for playing today. Will, would you yes, like sir. to take on Marsh, Carrie, Jamie, or me today?
3: Anthony, Anthony, I think I got to choose you today.
2: Ooh, okay. Oh, okay.
3: Wow. Typically, not a lead You're so. focused right, on yeah, that. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Here we go. I like to. I like to change it up a little bit. I there like that, go. Will. All right. Well, good luck to you. Thanks, sir. Thank You too.
4: All right, Will. Anthony's going to make his way to the cone of silence. While he does that going to tell our guy, Marshy, to spin the wheel.
3: Hey, Marshy, spin that wheel.
4: All right, Well, what's your preference
3: here? Gosh, I don't know. I think I like random, but that seems like it's hit a lot lately, so <laughs> probably going <laughs> to luck out on that one. Or not going to luck out on that one.
4: Well, it's not random. Now, as you picked Anthony, what is the one category that
3: Anthony gets a lot? Uh... I feel like he hasn't played in a while, so I'm not too on par with what he gets a lot. Well oh, it's not football. It's
4: it's not football. It's hockey.
3: Oh gee. All right,
4: let's do it. All right, buddy. Pack a lunch. So, here, yeah, both of you <laughs> better pack a lunch. Here's how it's gonna work. There's four questions. Each question is worth two points. If you use the options though and answer correctly, it's only worth one point. And of course a wrong answer gets you zero points. Willie, are you ready? Let's go. Okay, category hockey, question one. Which team recently broke the Oilers' historic winning streak?
3: Oh, gosh, dang. I know.
4: Give me the options. Was it the LA Kings, the Vegas Golden Knights, or the Anaheim Ducks?
3: That's not what I was thinking. <laughs> <It never> <laughs> <is>. <laughs> Uh, gosh! Give me the night. Final answer.
5: Thank you. Question number two. In the Blues Stanley Cup winning season, their 11-game win streak was snapped by which team?
3: Of course, I was living in Kentucky at that time and did my best to follow. Give me the options. Is it the Minnesota Wild, the Anaheim Ducks,
5: or the Dallas Stars? Ducks. Final answer.
6: Question number three in that win streak. Their eleventh and final win was against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Which blues scored which blues scored the overtime game-winning goal against Toronto to extend that win streak to eleven games?
3: Ryan O'Reilly, final answer. All
4: right, Willie. Final question here. Yes, sir. In, in the 2019 playoffs, how many wins did the Blues have in overtime?
3: Oh, gosh. There was the one where Maroons scored the goal. Was that overtime? I don't know. Give me the option, dang it. All right. Was it two, three, or
4: four? Three, final answer. All right, let's get Anthony back in here. Kinda of fall He's nodding off. In and there. Falling asleep? Yeah, yeah. Great, man. He's nodding off. <laughs> we just started the show. Anthony,
3: right. P- up, all right? Wake up,
4: Anthony. All right. We saw you nodding off there a little. bit, You got a little drool With oh, okay. your beard. wiped <laughs> that off there. Good to go. Okay. How was it in there? Good. Qu- quiet. Solid.
2: Huh? Yeah, it was quiet. Yeah. Mike Ryder's not hanging around for the gauntlet he anymore. Already? Cut out early, huh? Yeah. Jeez. Cut out early. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's the first guy in the building. <laughs> every single he day. Opens the door every Yeah, day. pretty sure.
4: All right, Antoine better pack a lunch, buddy.
2: All right. What do we get? Hockey or hockey? Uh, hockey. Hockey. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yep. Category good. is hockey. Good, good, good. You ready? Yeah. Here we go. Question number one. Which team recently broke the Oilers' historic winning
5: streak? Uh,
2: I believe that was Vegas, right? Vegas Golden Knights?
5: Uh, yeah.
2: Yes, final answer. Vegas Golden Knights.
5: Okay. Question number two. In the Blues-Stanley Cup winning season, their 11-game win streak was snapped by which team?
3: Ooh.
2: I feel that was- I feel like that was a Central Division opponent, like Minnesota or something. Um... Can I have the options, please?
5: Is it Minnesota Wild, Mm. Anaheim Ducks, or the Dallas Stars?
2: Oh, man. I said Wild first. I also thought about the Stars I'll go for I'll just go with my gut Minnesota final answer
6: question number three in that win streak their 11th and final win was against the Toronto Maple Leafs which blue scored the overtime game-winning goal against Toronto to extend that win streak to 11 games
2: the first player I, th- I thought of was uh Jaden Schwartz but I'll get the options just in case options are Ryan O'Reilly David
6: Perron or Braden Shen?
2: Oh, good thing I asked. Perron, O'Reilly, or Shen? Um, I'll go O'Reilly. Final answer. Final question. In the
4: 2019 playoffs, how many wins did the Blues have in overtime?
2: Ooh. They had one against Boston. No. They had one against Winnipeg. Yeah, I say one at least one against Dallas, because that was a game s- uh. One against San Jose? No. No, they had one against one. I'll say three. I think it was three. Final answer.
4: Let's go over this. Let's start right there. In the 2019 playoffs, how many wins did the Blues have in overtime? (laughs) Willie, you said three. Anthony, you said three. Correct answer is
3: two. Two. Pat
4: Maroon and Boom Boom Gunnarsson. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Pat Maroon against mm. the Stars, Boom Boom Gunnarsson against the Bruins. The Bruins.
2: Two. I thought they had one against Winnipeg too. James no.
6: Schwartz scored a, scored a late goal from Tyler Bozak yes. that won that game. Yep. Did not go to overtime. That's what I was thinking. He was headed for overtime, but mm-hmm. didn't quite get there. Ah.
4: Okay, so 0-0 after one. Let's go to question two. In the Blue Stanley Cup winning season, their 11-game win streak was snapped by which? Team. Willie, you took the options. You said the Anaheim Ducks. Anthony, you also took the options. You said the Minnesota Wild. Oh, hey, Dallas Stars. No, gut instinct Minnesota Wild. Mm-hmm. Answer is The Dallas Stars. Dallas Stars. Oh. <laughs> yep. Well, you were right with a Central Division opponent, Anthony. You just picked the wrong one.
2: Thank you, Jamie.
4: Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> Gary, can we get a score update, please? Zero-zero. Uh, okay, yep. all right. Yep. Yep. Just checking. Yep. Okay, let's go here with uh, question number three. In that win streak, their 11th and final win was against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Which Blue scored the overtime game-winning goal against Toronto to extend that win streak to 11 games? Willie, you said Ryan O'Reilly. Anthony, you said Ryan O'Reilly. Answer is... Ryan O'Reilly. But Willie didn't need the answer, or the the options. So we're <laughs> He up. didn't
2: need anything. He didn't need the question, he just <laughs> <Yeah>. answered it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> That's how good Willie is. Up
4: 2-1, I remember that goal too, it was an absolute, it was mm. a piss missile, right up over the shoulder on the Toronto mm. goaltender. Nice. Yeah, very nice. Okay, so 2-1, heading into our final question here, which is question one. Which team recently broke the Oilers' historic win streak? Willie, you said the Vegas Golden Knights. Anthony, (laughs) you said the Vegas Golden
2: Knights.
5: Uh. (laughs) Kerry,
4: answer Uh. is...
5: Vegas Golden Knights.
4: But Anthony didn't need the <laughs> options. Walk <Lock> it off. <laughs> we gotta oh, off. <laughs> All right, Willie, here's how it's gonna work. We're gonna ask you, we're gonna ask Marshy and you at the same time the tiebreaker question. Do not answer.
2: Is Marsh answering for me? Oh, no, sorry. No, we're,
4: no, right no. Anthony. He can. It's we're gonna ask Anthony and you the tiebreaker question. Don't answer right away. Hold on to your answer. Anthony? You write down your answer. As soon as we get Anthony's answer, we'll go to you, Willie, and then we're going to need your answer quickly. Okay, bud? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's do it. This is closest to the pin. These are usually really easy. (laughs) (laughs) Tiebreaker question. What is the most shots on goal the Blues have had in a single game this season?
2: Shots on goal? Mm Mm-hmm.
5: Can't
4: see it. I see it. Okay, Anthony That's has his good. answer in. Willie, what's your answer?
3: Gosh, is it like
1: thirty-five hundred? Fast lane answer. That's pretty good,
4: though. Uh, I'll give you that. That was no.
3: pretty funny. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say forty-two. Final answer.
1: All
4: right.
3: We got a winner.
1: You have chosen wisely. Ah. Ah.
4: Good
1: job, Willie. Oh.
4: Tell Anthony, Willie. tell us what you wrote.
2: 5050.
1: 50. And obviously 42
4: was Willie's. The answer is 45. 45. Oh. 45.
2: Ooh, 45. Five. Wow. Close great me. job, Will. Good
3: job. Nice hey, job. Thanks for the fight. I'm glad I got my money's worth with the walk-up. <laughs> you certainly yeah, you certainly <laughs> did.
2: And you're gonna be back tomorrow to take on either Marsh Carey or Jamie. Congrats, congratulations, man.
3: Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for playing. I appreciate uh, no, you. No, it's our
2: pleasure. Thanks for listening. Thanks man. a lot, Willie. Take care. All All right, really. We'll talk to you tomorrow, thanks, Will. Willie.
3: Yes, sir. Nice.
2: That's
4: what I did. Uh, Almost. Anthony did really good, man.
2: I good. didn't at all, but thank you. <laughs> I
6: love how Willie said, "Thanks for playing." Like for he playing,
2: was yeah. there I owned you. <laughs> he did. <laughs> hey, today, he, today he absolutely oh. did own me.
4: Oh, guys, I need to address something. Yep. One Here. of our listeners from the three one four has a problem with a question, but I'm going to mm. read the question again. In the 2019 playoffs. How many wins yeah. did the Blues have in
2: overtime? I, I did miss wins. Wins. Yeah.
4: Well, 314 decided to take it upon himself to write this. Embarrassing that the home of the Blues wouldn't know that there was an overtime game against the San Jose Sharks in 2019 place when they won on the hand pass. Yeah, San wins. Jose won on the hand pass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So as the home of the Blues, <coughs> we recognize that when the other team scores in overtime, they win, we yeah. don't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I appreciate uh your participation i, I did
2: <laughs> i thought the i thought the hand pass game but but i'm like now that obviously they lost that yeah. game yeah. i thought for sure that it was it was the ot against winnipeg the game that marsh is talking about mm-hmm. i remember the boom boom gunnerson you know and obviously the pat maroon goal but it was the winnipeg i thought for sure like it was that game five against winnipeg
6: uh i believe so or no, was it game, game one? one? I think it was, game, it was one. game one. I thought it was game five. No, actually, it actually might have been game one. All those games
2: in Winnipeg were close. clearly close. yeah. Close, yeah. yeah. Either uh, way. It's home with the Blues. We should know that. We should. <laughs> 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 Embarrassing. Seriously. It's a fast line on 101 ESPN. Uh, let's let's dive back into the Blues. So the Blues lose 4-2 to today. They lose to the National Predators over the weekend. Uh, a lot of frustration from from us when we signed on today. What about for Drew Bannister? We'll get it. Some of the comments that he made following the game next on one-win ESPN.
1: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones. Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. To the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dom's Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: Circle passes over to Krug, who
3: is moving towards him, and it's two on one the other way now. Nylander, a breakaway, two on the goalie. They score, three to one. Toronto, a shorthanded goal with
2: 53 seconds to go in the penalty kill. Even though that was uh, a goal that only made it three to one, and they eventually they made it. The Blues made it three to two before falling four to two. And that audio courtesy of, uh, of course, the home of the Blues, one on one ESPN right here lose Radio Network and Chris Gerber. That that was one that was the, the most frustrating. Because it was a one it was a 1-0 game, then 1-1, then 2-1, and then the shorthanded one was just the 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 backbreaker, Jamie. What happened on that play? Because I know that you diagnosed it for us in, in the office. How about you diagnose it for us again here?
4: Yeah. Um it's just frustrating watching that play because you know they they had, had pretty good puck possession in the offensive zone and I'm watching them as they're trying to looks like they're trying to if basically maneuver into creating a goal scoring opportunity. Then Pavel Buchnevich gets the puck at the top of the top of the umbrella or the the blue line area and Tori Krug is down on the half wall. Well, Pavel Buchnevich starts to skate towards Tori Krug and usually when that happens, if a player's moving into your area, you move out of that area. Otherwise, one of their players can cover two players at once.
2: Yeah, not great on a Power, power play. No,
4: this, you're trying to create the advantage. Why would you take away your own advantage? So, as Pavel Buchnevich is moving from the top of the blue line down towards the half wall, Tori Krug's job is to move back to where Pavel Buchnevich just came from to now create a decision to be made by that top forward that's defending. Who does he take? how does he defend if he doesn't go with Pavel Buchnevich Buchko has a chance to walk right down the wall and shoot one if he does go now it can be kicked back to Tory Krug for a one timer so it it's there it's you do it on purpose to create some confusion and on that play as Tori Krugs moving back Pavel Buchnevich tries to f- fires a laser like a, a quick pass into his feet well there's nothing that Tory Krug can do on that play there and then William Nylander unfortunately is right there to pounce on the puck And he's off to the races on a breakaway. Then he gets joined by his teammate, turns into a 2-on-0 on on a penalty kill. Mm. And William Nylander is one of the best goal scorers on that team and certainly a great goal scorer in the NHL. He waits so long with the puck that you almost think it's certain he's going to pass to his teammate. And Joel Hofer felt that way too, and he went down low early and started to lean Towards the pass, and as soon as he went down, Nealander was like, "No thanks, top shelf." Hmm. It was it was waiting for him to make a move, and so that's why I, I was frustrated with the play because you didn't have to make that pass to Tory Krug. There was no he, he wasn't under pressure. Like no, ch- just skate with the puck, skate it down the wall, mm-hmm. and then force somebody to come with you. And Tori Krug is going to be there as your outlet guy. So just the execution on that play was disappointing and obviously the result is terrible the result is really kind of the nail in the coffin because otherwise if it stays two to one at that point you do score right i know it's all in hindsight now yeah, you know and i don't have the my crystal balls to take a look at what's going on you know
2: <laughs> gotta have the actual one yeah yeah
4: well yeah if the one breaks you need two right? No the, yep. so that ends up being a bit of a difference maker in this game because you gave up that goal
2: drew bannister talked after the media or to the media i should say after the game on on the blue on the blues being late uh, being in these games late at least i mean we're we're putting ourselves in a position to win those hockey games uh but now we have to find ways and it is disappointing you know um we didn't play well uh, against Nashville and we still had an opportunity to, to be in that game uh, and we let that slip away and then today we're tied going into the third and, you know, we take a penalty right away, ends up in the back of our net. <clears throat> we go to the power play where, you know, we have an opportunity to tie that game up, you know, ends up in the back of our net off a turnover. So, you know, certainly,
7: you know, a disappointment's going to be there, um, you know, and we have to find a way quickly to turn it around.
2: I, th- I think it's great that they're in games. I do. But he's right. You you, you did not play well in, in the previous two periods. You didn't play well against Nashville. So even though you're in games, you're also saying that you also didn't have – you had opportunities earlier in games that you didn't take advantage of. You could be leading heading into the third period, or you could be the team that is in control of the game heading in if you play a full three periods. And I know it's tough. The other team has paid and paid well to – to, to hang with you and Toronto certainly is announced is, is a very good team but it's good it's one thing to be to be in these games late it's quite another to put yourself in position to win it
5: and you're you're also trying to stay in that wild card spot we're sitting here watching the game and now you got to wait and hope that the Detroit oh, yeah. Red Wings are beating the Seattle crowd and you, there's so many other factors that go into it when you let games slip away you lost to the Nashville Predators you 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 allow them to get a a couple of games closer to you so Every game has so much more value than it did, obviously, earlier in the season when you're trying to you, – you really need to make the playoffs this season and see if you can make a push. But when you're dropping games and not playing to your full potential, especially this late in the season as it's getting close, it, it makes it tougher to continue to believe that this team can be a playoff team and will have success in the playoffs if they are.
4: What's frustrating, I think, for the fan base and the players, the team, the coaches, everybody, is you're in these two games. Mm -hmm. You didn't play your best, and you still had opportunities to win games or compete in those games. And that's the frustrating part. That's the stuff that I said in the very first segment today is just, this is the the things that Doug Armstrong is going to have to evaluate. And, And these are the things that go on behind the scenes that people in the fan base don't necessarily understand sometimes. But he's back there right now watching these games. They're looking at the players. And even though this team has a chance to get into the playoffs, they're currently still in a playoff spot, there might be some things that he needs to change, not for this year, but for next year moving forward, so that they don't have these games to where they should be winning and they're not, or they should be competing and maybe they're not. Mm-hmm. He's, Doug Armstrong has to find the quickest way from A to B mm-hmm. that's possible for this club. And sometimes it might be moving on from certain players that are impeding the progress of your team, even though they're good players or they've been veteran guys or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what Army's going to do. But you can't continue to remain status quo with this team if it's going to be inconsistent. It was all of last year, and it was so much this year that you had to fire your coach, and you had a little bit of a run there for a bit, playing some pretty good hockey, but then you've handed some games back. That screams inconsistent. And you can't have that. You can't be that way and be a perennial contender like you want to be. Mm-hmm. So what has to change? I don't know. I mean, that's up for the people who are paid a lot of money to get that organized and figured out. But it has to change.
2: Blues will have to sit on this one until Thursday night when they take on the Islanders pregame right here on 101 ESPN starting at 6 o'clock. With Jamie Rivers and Kerry Davis, and Anthony Stalter, Andrew Marsh. will have what's trending next. <laughs>
1: back to the fast lane podcast presented by Tom's tire and auto centers on 101 espn it's time to find out what's going on in the sports world with what's trending now brought to you by goodwill donate a car and get tickets to the st louis cardinals
6: Welcome back to the Fast lane here on 101 ESPN with Anthony Stalter, Jamie Rivers, and Carrie Davis. I'm Andrew Marsh, and it's time for What's Trending. Gentlemen, this was interesting out of Major League Baseball. Los Angeles Angels third baseman Anthony Rendon says that baseball has never been a top priority for me and that he plays the sport to make a living. He went on to say it's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. I do this to make a living. My faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. He then went on to say, oh, it is a priority for sure. Referencing the game of baseball that he plays because it's his job. I'm here, aren't I?
3: (laughs) <laughs> this
6: guy, we, I love what,
4: their last here
1: I'm
4: here, Aina. Basically huh? saying I have to be here to get my <laughs> paycheck, so I'm here.
5: The yeah. minute you all say no more, hey, no more, hey, I'm here, Aina.
6: I get it, like the top priority, like your family, your faith. <laughs> yeah. I totally get That's that. Right. But when you say this out loud and how he sort of handled this. What are your thoughts as a fan? And he's like, played fifty-eight
2: games. He's stealing he's, money. He's averaged like fifty-eight games for the Angels yeah. each year. He's not gutting through anything. No, he's stealing. He's stealing money. He I is mean, right now, I, 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 Martian, with you. You, you want to put your fa- your faith in your family first? Of Great. course, yeah, yeah. No, no issue there. But it, it's it's his overall demeanor. It's his demeanor toward it, you. You got the sense from this guy as soon as he signed that big contract from the Angels. Is like, all right, I'm good. Uh, hey, I don't have to like do almost anything. Almost
4: immediately, stop playing.
2: Yeah, he went. At, he he went after the fan in Oakland with more passion and aggression than I've seen his his actual play in Anaheim
5: as a teammate. L. A. California as a teammate. When you hear this. I don't think people really really understand how impactful a locker room is. Like The the things you do with your team, and you are, especially baseball, because they play 162 games, you are with your teammates more than you are with your own family, especially during the season. You're spending more time, you're on the road, you're traveling, you're doing all of these things, and if you hear a teammate say, "Yeah, I don't really care, that's not a priority for me. Wait, what? Come again now? Why? You, so when it gets down to the thick of it, you don't you, you have other priorities that that supersede these. And as you said, if you're injured, banged up, nah, I'm not uh, pushing through that. Shoulder's
1: no. a little sore today.
5: I Woke up on the what wrong side of the next little creek. Paycheck you know? coming on Tuesday. Well, I'll catch you
2: then. I'd be like a uh, Anthony, faith, family. Okay, cool, family, faith baseball three or how, how, far down, like how far down the list is baseball? Yeah. fishing. Yeah, yeah.
5: like, uh, you know. Maybe I don't fault you. NASCAR. Basketball. I don't know. I mean, some few things in front of them, sure. Let's
4: remember something here. This is the same team that had the two best players in the world and couldn't make the playoffs.
5: Well, now you know why.
4: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Like, this it is why. Right. i is on Mike Trout on record here. today. Saying that he doesn't want to be traded, but he has put the pressure on the ownership to go get, you know, go pick up some guys. Really? Why why are you not walking around the clubhouse finding that guy?
2: Mm -hmm.
4: And I don't know. There's he, no
2: way.
5: Like, <laughs> There's no way he can You don't. Yeah.
2: You're not gonna motivate somebody that's well, no, completely unmotivated. No, but
5: gonna, There's no way you walk through this. Put him on clock, the aisle. Yeah, what? this clubhouse, huh? this locker room, and and just he'll freely. go there. He'll go there anyways. You don't even need uh, to harm he, he, he'll get him. get Yeah. Or maybe
4: I'll just tell him just go
2: now. Right. Just
5: go. Yeah. That's
4: ridiculous.
2: Money's already been spent. I can't believe he sunk cost. It's not
4: a priority. It's
2: not <sighs> a priority. Yeah. But oh, it's not the
4: first time anybody—not the first time everybody's heard about Rendon not no. having Committed. Yeah. I told you, I told you, you guys surprised- in the break. Somebody else told me a couple of years ago. They talked about this guy. This was yep. before he signed with the Angels. Mm-hmm. Saying he doesn't even really like baseball.
5: Somebody should have told the Angels. Front office that you signed him seven years two hundred forty five million. Someone should have said, "Hey, you know, uh, that guy there, you're gonna pay all that money. He doesn't really like baseball." Wait, what? Yeah, no, no. I it, cannot like baseball I, for I, that money. Yeah,
3: hell, it's we hell. can all
6: like We're not bad. like baseball. It didn't seem that Ips. way though when he was winning a World Series with the Nationals. I understand why they gave him the money. Like he was, he was a good baseball he was, player, but yeah. it was one of the best like, like, Now you look
4: back and it like was it fraudulent? because he put together that amazing run and then he got paid and he's like yeah my work here is done. I'm good. I don't know. It's mm. just bothersome that he even says that. I mean, stuff.
2: two two guys that I know, you guys you guys cut your teeth just to just to be on the roster.
5: Man, scratch claw absolutely
2: Mike. every single year you're fighting uh, just uh, be on the <laughs> roster get this guy's making gobs <laughs> yeah, of money it's like ah, I mean, yes, doesn't yes, want it's to fun. even
5: be there no but there are i mean that's in every sport you got guys yeah, that don't absolutely. really love the sport and they're just god-given gave them a talent that they you know right. had to keep going
2: yeah this is not surprising i remember talking to a couple of college football players at one point and they're like I, I remember being you know i'd ask them, hey NFL games on tomorrow, you're just catching them. like, nah.
5: Like, you, oh, you, guys not, got,
2: <laughs> you guys got practice. I don't really watch
5: football. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, you don't... What?
2: Can I Man. have your talent, please? Just, <laughs> <or> just,
6: <laughs> I know. You have guys like Robert Thomas, who is on the opening drive, always talking about the games that watching he's watching. Yeah. He loves the game of hockey, right. even watching other teams.
2: And and it that doesn't, nothing, make, it yeah. doesn't make you a great player, but... I don't know. As a fan, it kind of certainly helps. Feels good.
4: You learn so much, especially if you're a pro and you're watching other pros play other teams. Mm -hmm. You pick up stuff all the time. I used to pick up. I I used to love watching Chris Chelios Mm -hmm. because of the way he played, and I picked up so much from him even before I got to play with him. Sure. So I mean, that's why I was like watching those games with a purpose
2: no doubt we've got our uh, sports six back coming up next 314-399-9646 that's the air comfort service tax line so if you have a question send it there again sports six back next we're
1: right back to the fast lane podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn I have a question. It's time for the fast lane to answer your sports questions.
2: I want to ask you a bunch of questions, I want to have them answered immediately.
6: Asking me all these weird questions.
1: Answer the question. Answer the question. Answer me! The Sports Six Pack is now.
2: We're Carrie Davis and Jamie Rivers. I'm Anthony Stalters. Andrew March with your questions for the Sports Six Pack. Question number one. All right, from the 636, whose bus are you
6: on at a victory parade? The Kelsey brothers, uh, Pat, Naro- Pat Maroon, <laughs> Little little typo there, or Brett Hull? Mm. Well,
4: that's an easy one for me.
6: Brett Hull? Oh, God, yes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? I'm with you. I, 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 I've like, heard. I love Pat Maroon. Yeah. Pat Maroon would have been my second choice. Yeah. And the Kelsey brothers... I'd be fine with Jason Kelsey. Travis Kelsey kind he, of annoys me. Really? he—he's he, Too much? He just sometimes his personality, like, he's just got to be so animated. He's like got to be so, <laughs> like, over the top. I'm like, after a while, it seems kind of fake. Yeah. And, so I'm, and so I'm like, I'm good. Like, I don't mind a guy being energetic and animated, but it's got to feel authentic mm-hmm. to me. And I feel like this is kind of, like, the bit for him. And maybe I'm 100% wrong. If I am, then hey, guess what? I'm wrong. Yeah. But I I don't think I'm alone thinking that it's a little over the top, like almost on purpose all the time.
5: So, Brett Hall. Brett Hall. We're, sure. we're all on there. Hands Can we all down. fit on there? We're all on there. Yeah. We'll make room. Absolutely. There's no
4: way I'm picking anything else. Marcia, you? No, it's Brett Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Heard a lot about
6: you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Question number two. All right. From the
6: 636, in relation to Nolan no, Arnault. No, no. Some people walk into greatness, others have greatness thrust upon them. With great power slash skill comes great responsibility slash leadership. What are your thoughts on that? It's true. Is that Spider-Man? It is (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. It But is true. The words are true. true.
4: It holds water, man. Like it does. Because no matter what, when you're a player as good as Nolan Arenado is, you're always looked upon for leadership it doesn't have to be the vocal guy like i think carrie you brought up earlier like people like oh you gotta be the vocal guy no not everybody's wired that way and again talk about being fraudulent like some guys who aren't wired that way and they try to do that it's weird it comes out you're like what like buddy sit down Mm -hmm. no no (laughs) no 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 no, no, don't do that
2: you don't sound great no no
4: but you should be leading by example and there's so many ways. If you're that good, it means you're automatically leading by example.
5: And people are watching you. It's, again, like parents. We all have children. Your kids watch you. They watch the good, the bad, the ugly. They're paying attention. When you are a superstar to the caliber of Nolan Arenado, people are paying attention even if you don't say a word they are watching you they're watching how you prepare they're watching how you take take reps in the field and, and take a batting practice they watch how you unsnap your gloves and like they're watching right. every how you put your how stuff you put on. your wow mm-hmm. why how is you he take so your great stick, how you oh my god take your hands, it, what did he ankle. do I, i'm going to try that a young person, i'm gonna, <laughs> i'm going to try so that true. because he he, he should maybe to make me faster no it's not <laughs> but he did it so of course gonna i'm going to try yep. it yeah that's what that, that's part of being a pro and watching, and young players are going to pay attention. That's so true. I remember <laughs> guys taping their sticks
4: differently now because so-and-so, like, well, Holly uses black tape. I'm going from white tape to black tape. <laughs> Listen,
5: Charles Woodson used to flip his gloves down. I started flipping my gloves down. Hey, this, this now is now I'm this Charles looks, Woodson. Hey, this looks sweet. Yeah, yeah. okay. So Don't true. strap them up. I'm going flip them down. Yeah. Hmm. It's part of it. You yeah. watch greatness and you want to emulate it. yeah So they're watching him.
1: Question number three.
6: This one comes from Justin. One's got to go Ryan Helsley, Stephen Matz, Lance Lynn, or Kyle yeah. Gibson. Mm-hmm. Stephen
5: Matz. <laughs> Gibson just got here. We don't want to get rid of him yet. I, uh, one Last has to Lynn. go. Yeah, it's Stephen Matz. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you want it? Steven is a really nice guy. Okay, well, what was he's my a list really... again?
4: Ryan Helsley. Ryan Helsley, yeah. Steven well, Matz. You're gonna need Ryan Helsley, even though he doesn't want to touch the ball two days and the he's allergic to it. You're no. gonna need him. Okay. I'm not getting rid of Stephen Matz. I sorry. am. Uh, Wait, all, he's been injured. If wow. nothing yeah. else, at least Lance Lynn and Kyle Gibson are gonna take the yeah. ball. You think Lance Lynn's gonna be like, oh my arm? No, it's I don't. A sore. But he's 36. We didn't. T- I'm not talking five years from now. I'm talking now, right now. Now. Mm.
2: Let's get out of that contract, too. <laughs> <laughs>
4: hey,
3: you got two I'm years the, left. Right,
2: I'm, Anthony. Anthony. I'm
4: not,
6: you
2: know what. Uh,
6: and he's probably going to five
4: starts and he'll be back on the IR. No.
5: I Matz is going to pitch him. 30 games this year. You know
6: it. Oh, Steven Matz, he 28. Pitched a, he's pitched a lot of innings. he I mean, knows that.
5: games this season for Ooh. Steven Matz. 28 <laughs> starts. Yeah, right. oh, Steven boy. Matz. Oh, boy. Yeah, Steven I Matz is the answer. He's going to be the one that's healthy. <laughs> What's
2: your answer then? I don't have one. Uh, is, uh, <laughs> you, Ryan can't, you can't sit on nah, the come fence on. and tell me. You're
5: going to give away one of your, your I, late I, inning I, options? Listen, I love the intro. Hells Bells? Yes. Yes. Mm. Yeah. But.
4: Man. So I, you're saying Stephen Matz over the course of the last two years has been more effective than Ryan Helsley? No. Well, then why would you get rid of them?
5: (laughs) Because this year's the year, fellas. Jamie brings up good questions. (sighs) So this is the time. The year for what?
7: For, For Steven
5: Matts to throw watch? to start twenty eight games, five hundred. Hey, you guys, you know what? You, you guys are really upsetting me. Have you not watched Steven Matts in spring training? Have you not seen him in the last few years? Did you, did you just <laughs> not see him when he came back from the injury? The, 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 the way that he was playing, the way that he was performing, was outstanding. Wasn't really? Yeah, outstanding. Around it was no, he was standing <laughs> in, standing in, pitching and doing a great job. And we're going to continue to go in that way. We're, we're on the we're on the upswing. We're, we're going up. What the Steven hell is Matz. in your cup? Stephen, he's got two
4: different things today. Something's up, mm-hmm. Anthony. Oh, you don't, you don't worry about that, Mister Rivers. <laughs> you don't worry about what's in my
2: cup. It's red Kool-Aid. <laughs> oh, oh,
4: oh. Is it ever?
5: My goodness.
2: Nah. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah. the answer, Stephen Matts. Poor Carrie.
5: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to prove you wrong. Just wait and see. Okay. You okay. <laughs> We'll be here. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> write, write this down. Mark this day: 456 to 1924. For what? Steven Matz. Uh Steven Matz day? Yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) For no reason.
6: (laughs) Steven Matz is going to start painting the corners. He's going to do a great job this year. Striking batters out. He's going to have that same mentality he had last year when he came from the the bullpen, went to the starting (laughs) rotation. He's going to be fantastic this year. He's going to make 28 starts, and he's going to win over 12 games. He's going to be one of those pitchers (gasps) that wins 12 games this year.
4: Yes. So then who are you getting rid of?
6: I'm
2: getting rid of Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Took your glasses off, and we got the answer.
1: <laughs> this
5: is ridiculous. There it is right
2: there. Right. Question
1: number four.
6: From the 217, what do you think of Bryce Harper reportedly seeking an extension after at this stage of his contract?
4: How much, what has he got
5: left? Like seven years, right? <laughs> yeah. I, think I
2: think he's only been there like three Let's years. See, was he joking? He
5: yeah. I, are you, I, I, no, he, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, seven years. And, and he was years an left. extension? On his contract. Oh he my probably, Lord. He, looks like he wants more. Maybe he wants more money. I mean, if you're paying Anthony Rendon 35 wait, million a year, does he have opt outs no. anywhere? No. No, he, no. that was part he's of his in. deal. He oh.
2: didn't want opt-outs. Yeah, twenty-six he million want, a
5: year for the next till twenty thirty-one.
2: He didn't want to go through, through the the, the, the free agent a free agent process again.
5: Probably looking right. at it now and saying, <laughs> "Giving guys, hey 500 Bryce,
2: $500 He's like, "Hey, I want to. I just want to be here."
5: Hey Bryce,
4: you got seven years left. Call me in like five years and let's see how this is looking.
2: Yeah.
6: Uh, the, Car- the Cardinals might offer him a contract when it's over. What will he be,
2: 50? Yeah. That's when we'll get him. He'll too expensive. Probably. He wanted to yeah. be here.
3: Yeah. Like, <laughs> ten, ten years one ago. One-year yeah.
2: one year deal, six mil. He wanted to be here. That's way too much. It's 52. <laughs> oh
3: <my God.
6: laughs> Question number five. All right, guys. Has the dunk contest at the NBA All-Star Game, the festivities, has it become a joke?
5: I didn't see the dunk contest. It, so I didn't I either. I can't a, comment. On a right G League player, Matt McLean, won for the Why second year. Why was he in role. the dunk? Yeah, contest. Because they, you don't have anybody that wants to do it, and so it's part of the problem. Man, so it's, it has, it, it has it's the NBA All Star Game, right? Yeah, don't don't worry about that. Well, it, I kind of do because it's not the G League All Star <laughs> Game, but it was the dunk. Con- it, you know, it's neither here nor there. They call that. it All Star Festivities. It, it right? is. He's an all-star now, within his own right. Is he an all-star in the G League at may, least? Pr- I would assume so. He's a dunk contest all-star. That doesn't make him an all-star. He's won it twice. I've seen, I've seen guys <laughs> in schoolyards that can dunk, they, probably but they can't should play bring those, organized. And I agree. They probably should bring those guys, too, because you don't have, you know, I have, you know what, I we, we talk a lot. I, I blame LeBron for this. He's the first hey, superstar. Do tell. Jimmy's ready. Because... Every superstar that I can think of prior to LeBron's era participated in the all, in, in All-Star Weekend in some form. Dunk Contest, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Vince Carter. You had all of the guys. Dominique Wilkins. You had superstars participating.
4: Those were fun And guys. then
5: when LeBron, who is probably the one person that could have and should have and would have won because he's extremely athletic, said, no, I'm not doing it. And so everyone else said, oh, he's not doing it. Why would I do it? He's the best player on the court. They call it load management these days. There you go. Mm -hmm. And so once he decided not to do it, and everyone else said, "You know what? He's right. I don't need to do it either." He's the best player. If our best, if our leader, Nolan Arenado, isn't doing it, why the hell do I have to? See (laughs) how that goes. See how it all works, how it all ties in together. Mm, mm. <laughs> I could blame Steph Curry
6: because now, oh, wow. back oh. in the day, the dunk used to be the big thing, right? Like, oh my gosh, this guy's slamming the ball down. Now it's like, oh my goodness, this guy just hit a shot from the logo. Court. Yeah, the three-point shot That's is now what the NBA that is. That was very
2: yeah. impressive.
4: Yeah. Damian Lillard, that guy put that, on an absolute clinic. He somebody had to. From, I couldn't believe it. He was pulling up from half court yeah. in the game yeah, and draining
5: it. Like, let, me, let me keep backing up like here. It's easy. It's amazing. Yeah. Like yeah. N- and, nothing, and nothing but net. Nothing but net. But net. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it really is amazing.
2: Yeah, it's a skill set right there, man. All right. It's Fast 9 on 101 ESPN. Can the Blues be serious about making the playoffs if they're going to be this inconsistent? That's next on 101 ESPN. <laughs>
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast, presented by Dobb's Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: Blues fall today to the Toronto Maple Leafs 4 to 2. They had an opportunity to tie the game late. They had pulled uh joel holfer to make it three to two Tori krug scored with about a minute or so left but uh toronto capitalized on what should have been a penalty set up an uh, empty net empty net uh, opportunity for toronto and they won again four to two 506 your time check brought to you by clarkson jewelers an officially licensed rolex jeweler can the blues be a serious playoff contender when they're this when they're this inconsistent Yes and no. But now Jamie you and I, you know, and Carrie you, we're we're all watching this Red Wings Kraken game mm-hmm. and we're rooting on the Red Wings because the Blues are in a spot now where they have to start to scoreboard watch a little bit or at least we do. They don't have to. But you can't be you can be inconsistent and still still be a playoff team. The Blues have largely been inconsistent this year and they're still hovering hovering around the playoffs. But if you're the the, the last two games ugly and you don't want to rely on other teams having to lose for you to make the playoffs. It's a no, bad spot to be in.
4: It's never a great strategy to hope for others' misfortunes so that you can capitalize on that. <laughs> yeah.
5: It's just not. That did not work out well. well Please and, fall on your face so we can do yeah. okay. Sometimes I, yeah. it works,
4: but uh, the part that I don't like is you don't have control of your own destiny at that no. point. Yeah. You're relying upon other teams now to do your dirty work. And you know the, the question that you had originally was, can the Blues... Be a playoff team when they're this inconsistent.
2: Well,
4: yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you looked at the, have you looked at the teams behind them? Right. The same deal, man. Like,
2: yeah, that's why they're wildcard teams.
4: It's a it is an absolute. It's crazy. Like the Minnesota Wild today, there were seventeen goals in the game against Vancouver. They won what
2: nine to seven or something no, like 10 that? ten to seven. They were getting trucked by yeah, Vancouver, losing like six to three at one point. They scored three goals in like two minutes in the third period. Yeah, so I don't know what happened.
4: Yet. 10-7 was the final score wow. on this one. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and then you'll have the Minnesota Wild like tomorrow night, maybe, or the next game they play, lose four to one to somebody. Yeah. And, and so the Blues aren't alone on inconsistent island. You know, the Predators, the Wild, the Kraken, the Flames, the Coyotes, I mean, they're in a nosedive now. They've what they've lost four in a row. One eight and one in their last ten, like
2: the they, wheels
4: have fallen off at and, Mullet Arena.
2: And they were up three to two against Edmonton going into the third period. They'd have since since given up three straight goals. Yeah. To fall fall behind five three.
4: So then when you do when you start reverse engineering this a little bit, you go to the Calgary Flames, who are five points behind the blues, equal in games. But we already know that the Flames are going to be liquidating. Why? Because they're top players and they're unrestricted free agents. Have already said we're not re signing here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or the plan right now is to not re sign here. So you can't get to the deadline, hang on to these guys, get nothing for them, and and still quite possibly not make the playoffs. Your owner's going to be thrilled with that. We got no (laughs) revenue from the playoffs, and we got no draft picks or young players for Mm -hmm. these guys that walked out the door. Hey, great job, guys. Thank you. Yeah, no, so Calgary Flames now, they're going to start. To drop even more, Seattle Kraken. That's a team that's up and down and all around too. I mean, the whole season for the Seattle Kraken's been all over the place. And the Minnesota Wild, we know how that worked. They, their coach got fired. They had a little bit of a coach bump. Then they kind of fell into a hole, and now they're back. They're playing pretty good hockey, but still inconsistent. And the Predators, the same thing. They had lost a whole bunch of games before that game against the Blues, and now you know they they win that game to stay right on on track with the Blues, but. They're all kind of doing the same thing right now, right. which leads me to believe, why can't yeah, yeah.
5: we be a playoff team? Right. Are they Are they the best of those, what is it, three teams? Are those four teams themselves, <laughs> Nashville, Wild, and the Kraken? Are what, they the best of the worst? Jamie, if I can, what
2: night are we talking
5: about? Okay, I guess that's fair. It's a good point. They might be the best team, and then they might be the worst team. Because they're Depends all, on the day. if Seattle were to win, they, they are all within two points of the Blues, correct? Yeah. And so you really can't have any more nights any more days like you had today or nights like you had a couple of days ago against the, the predators. Like you really have to show up and win. At least get one point. You cannot lose games. And I, I think that for me is that's really frustrating. I mean the 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 Kings it is. The Kings were able to Carey's pick up a like, big win over this the doesn't weekend. Sound right. In mm-hmm. in Boston, which obviously they, they are now the number one uh, wild card, as the Blues are the number two. It's just you can't afford if your plans are. And it's, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what Doug Armstrong d- does at the trade deadline. Where are they sitting, and what decision is made? Because I think that's going to be critical for this for the future of of twenty twenty four, twenty three, twenty four, and you know going forward. And there's gonna be,
4: there there might be a tough decision for Army to where he makes a decision that isn't popular. Right. There might be a situation where he trades a player that could currently help this team get Mm -hmm. into the playoffs. And he may trade that player for a draft pick or a young player or whatever, another player, a depth piece, and people might go berserk, but maybe that player's not in the long-term picture. Like, it's so hard to figure out sometimes, you know, what exactly the path is to success. And the one thing that the GM and the coaching staff and all those guys know, they have more information than we do. Right. They just do. Mm -hmm. They're they're around these guys every day in the dressing room, in the meetings and all that. Like, I have access to a lot. Not that. Yeah. I don't. I'm never involved in the strategy. I'm never involved in the meetings. I'm not in the locker room. Like, I'm just
2: sorry. I'm sorry about that, buddy.
4: No, but, you know, Anthony, like, people think, like, oh, the the media's around all the time. They know it's – no, you don't. You really don't know exactly everything that's going on. But the Blues have put themselves in a spot to where they've got to win some games here. The Islanders coming in here on Thursday – that's a team that's right there with the Blues too. They're all over the place. They've got a brand new head coach. They had a little bit of a coach spike there, but then they, they handed one back to the Rangers on the weekend. They're up four to one, end up losing that game in overtime. Mm-hmm. And you got the pesky Red Wings, and you have the Jets, and then the Oilers to finish out the month of February. So it's, it's tough. And I'm not even going to get into March because there's an absolute gauntlet in March when they get going out to the East Coast when they play all the New York teams and Philly and all that stuff. But yeah, you really don't have time or the opportunity to have games that are inconsistent that don't help you.
2: And the other aspect of this is what what part of the season do you want to talk about? Because the special teams were awful early on. The power play was awful early on. Then they had that stretch, and Jamie, you had you had a lot of the numbers about how quickly how not how quickly but how how much they had turned things around from a special team standpoint the power play if you you look at it in a in a certain sample was outstanding so what version of the blues do we want to discuss right now because you could go either way you could say we they have the elements to be a wild card and a team that could depending on the matchup upset the apple card then you could talk about it to the team that no, I don't think they are a playoff there.
5: That's that. <laughs> it's That's it's so that frustrating. maddening. That's frustrating.
4: Ah, give me Same one or least, the other. Yeah,
5: it's ah, one or the other.
4: Look, here's here's what I can tell you that there's there's one group that can solve the problem. That's the
2: players. Players. Yep.
4: That's it because I I I watch the practices and the games and I hear what Drew Bannister and Steve Ott and Mike yeah. Weber are saying as coaching staff and. They're coaching the right way. They're coaching the right things. Hmm. And then the players aren't always executing to the maximum of their potential. So it falls on the players. So if the players really want to make the playoffs, they'll make the playoffs. If they choose to have games like they have the last couple here where it's inconsistent and sometimes looks a little bit, mm, well, what's the (laughs) word I'm looking for? Lethargic? Yeah, lethargic or just uninvolved. Mm -hmm. If they want to do it that way, then they'll be sipping on margaritas again real soon. Yeah. Because the playoffs won't be anywhere in the picture.
2: Thursday night, the Blues take on the Islanders pregame starting at 6 o'clock right here on 101 ESPN. Is Mike Trout one of the last of the dying breeds of athletes? Kind of an interesting question posed by our guy Marshy. We'll get into that next on 101 ESPN.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: Mike Trout, one of the last of a dying breed of athlete. It's a fast line on one ESPN. Kerry Davis, Jamie Rivers, Being Anthony Stalter. Not playing in the playoffs? Oh,
5: Jamie. Well, that's what. Come I mean, on. I, sorry. No, that's something. Marsh, you posed this
2: question to us because you saw the comments that, that Mike Trout made earlier today to the media, and that he doesn't want to leave Anaheim. He mm-hmm. doesn't. He uh, he doesn't want to leave L.A., California, Anaheim, San, San Diego, and. <laughs> He wants to be there, he wants to beat the Angels, <laughs> and he wants, to, he wants to attract free agents. So what do you mean by the, the last dying breed?
6: Yeah, we look at athletes nowadays, it seems like they want to create super teams and go to places that are easy to win. And Mike Trout, he's in a position where that team sucks, and he said the easy way out is just to ask for a trade. Mm-hmm. So to me, this sort of goes back to what we saw previously in sports where guys would stay in with with one organization and try and build and build to eventually become a championship team nowadays we just see guys once they become free agents they go either where the dollar is or they go to a team where it's easy to win
2: yeah that's a it's a good point and not and, and he wants to stay wants to stay in the same spot he wants to he wants to be loyal to the team that drafted him and I think you know, when you think, think of certainly guys like Adam... Well, Adam Wainwright was drafted by the Cardinals, but he he grew up in this organization. Mm-hmm. Yachty certainly
5: bit... He was here the entire time. I I don't think we're going to see a lot of that. Well, I think it, it's it, it's difficult. I, most players want to win championships, and he had one of the greatest players to play the game on his team, and they were unable to have success, and and now he's got another teammate who said he doesn't even love baseball, which is interesting. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I don't know how... I don't know, there's no reward for this. Right? He, right? The the ultimate goal, he's he's made all the money in the world. He's he's one of the greatest players to play the game. But to have that that world champion attached to your name ultimately is I'm sure something that he wants. Yeah. But that means that they're gonna have to put a roster around him and put people together, put some pieces together that help him win a championship. Yeah. And,
2: and the the Angels have. I mean, let's let's just be fair here. They they have spent money. They yeah, that, they, they that, got That's what they've got. Exactly. They the front office has tried to bring in the checkbook has tried. Uh, certainly. I don't know
4: how much effort the front office has put into building a proper team.
2: When you go back to Josh Hamilton and CJ Wilson, they these weren't the right fits at the end of the day. Mm-mm. Anthony Rendon, we talked about him earlier. Baseball is about forty second on his priority list.
5: <laughs> Got a few things I depending like to do. on
2: the day. It might be ninety seventh, but they have spent. You're right. The checkbook has has tried to surround Mike Trout. Now they have never figured out the pitching, which has been their biggest issue. Why they haven't just said, "Hey, we're we're going to invest in drafting and developing young pitchers." I don't know, but it's not like it's not like they're the Pirates, and they said to Andrew McCutcheon, "Hey." Uh, Do what you can, kid. We'll we'll, we'll surround you with players. Just not probably the players that you're going to want to be around. He's
5: probably past the age of waiting on the development of pitchers. That's where I'm at. Trout? How how old is Mike Trout? Like 32?
4: 33? Yeah. 32?
5: 32.
4: Mike, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you're not getting a winner. You're too old. He is. He's too old. For the amount of time that it's going to take... The angels well I meant back in the day no I'm talking oh. but I'm talking about right now
2: Well, I'm talking about back in
4: the day that's fine I'm talking about right now because Mike, tri- Mike Trout is right now
2: right. Anthony's talking about back in the day <laughs> <laughs> back in the day
4: but you, you, the, why would you not accept a trade somewhere at this point or just I guess he's gonna be the, the captain that goes down with the ship
2: that's yeah
4: because that's all that's gonna happen is if they try, try to throw money at it again even one of these free agent guys let's say they go get Jordan Montgomery what else? Like that—that's not getting you to the promised land. Mm-hmm. He's a good pitcher. He had a good season last year. All things are great. Good job. Right.
2: But it's nice but what else? Yep.
4: You just lost Shohei Ohtani. Like if you were really that serious about it, Mike Trout was that serious about it. They would have sat down and made it work, like whatever it took to keep Shohei Ohtani. Shohei. An angel.
5: Shohei must have felt like they were had no chance of winning a championship.
4: Shohei Ohtani flat out said um, before the trade deadline—I uh, was it last year or the year before—he he said, "I want to play for a winner." Yeah, I want yeah. to play for a winner. And if that's here, great. great. If we can do great. But if, if it's not, not, I want to play for a winner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If I'm the owner and I'm looking at Mike Trout and I'm looking at Shohei Otani, two, one who's a unicorn, Yes, nobody's ever seen that before, and the other guy who's one of the best players in the game, mm-hmm. uh, he certainly was at one point, I'm going out there and I'm saying, okay, he's told me now all I have to do is build a winner. I'm going to go build a winner. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He's, right. oh, well, we got Anthony Rendon. Sorry. <laughs>
5: He doesn't even like baseball.
4: Doesn't even like his teammates.
5: <coughs> I don't know that. In fairness, to right
2: <laughs> in fairness, to Anthony Rendon, he said baseball has never been my top priority. Oh, he didn't say that he didn't true. like baseball.
5: Uh, I mean, it know? means he has other priorities that he likes more. I, and I, I'm speculating that
2: there's a lot of things. I'm that, sure. Uh, yeah, that he. How he many likes games? More. He
5: 50. I think it was 58 games. 47, 47 in the last like three years. Yeah, he's played. How many games they play no, in baseball? 162 mm-hmm. a year. Yeah, it's about 50 games a year for the last three. Let's see, 2020. Oh, let's you know see. what? No, I'm well, not that even angry the, at that the COVID him anymore. Year? We won't count that one. I'm not even angry the COVID about
4: anymore, guys.
5: He's got it figured out. 58. <laughs> <laughs> He's going down. We're all jealous. 58, 47, 43. For the He'll last be 35 this year. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, i give you 20% of the season. Uh, Man, uh, what a gross. As the check clears.
2: Gross contract.
6: <laughs> Where do you guys think Mike Trout fits in? Like When his career is over, will he be in like the the conversation with Dan Marino, totally. the guys that didn't mm. win a championship, they were the yeah. best at the sport, or will he be maybe like uh, Ray Bork, who wins late in his career, yes. only wins one? Where did, exactly. Bork,
4: Where did Ray Bork win the Stanley Cup? Colorado. That's right. And he was what his whole career? In Boston. Boston. That's right. So if Mike Trout is gonna become Ray Bork, he's gonna to have to go
5: somewhere else. I go to think,
2: Colorado. I don't think the Rockies are winning, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah.
5: Ah, no, 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 this reminds know. me of Dame Lillard. He's, he's probably Dame. not gonna win one either. No, but I mean no. Dane Dame stayed he stayed in Portland for yeah, so long. It's only so much you can do, man. Yeah. At some point you gotta cut ties. But and he say, was held by done. Everything I can for everyone here, and Mm -hmm. I've worked in good faith. I've done my job to the best of my ability. I am a a future Hall of Famer, a multi-time MVP. I've done what you asked me to do. Now do what I've asked you to do. And if you're unable, but he he maybe he's he's stubborn in that regard. He doesn't want to move on, and he feels like it can happen there. And it might not. It's, no, happened. it's not. <laughs> right. I think he's got a better shot with the Rockies, quite frankly.
2: That's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. In <laughs> that division? Nope. Okay. That's a fast lane on 101 ESPN. We have our biggest question of the day next.
1: We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. It's time for the Fast Lane's biggest question of the day.
2: That's right. Time for the biggest question of the day. What do you got for us, Marsh? All right, gentlemen. When we
6: were talking about Nolan Arenado, <clears throat> I'm sorry, Nolan
2: Arenado. There it
6: is. And nice we were talking about Nolan Arenado earlier in the show. We had some people texting in saying that this is actually Ollie's problem, and that he has a le- leadership problem. So I had a question for you guys. How much? fall on the manager and can a young manager manage older players?
5: Well, I, I talked to you about it earlier, Mike Tomlin's first year. They were <laughs> players on our team that were older than him. And they had just been off of a, a championship run. They won a championship in 05. He got there in 07. So two years removed from winning the Super Bowl. He didn't have many problems in terms of gathering that locker room and making sure everyone was held accountable. We did a lot of things that I think as older players were like, oh, this is too much. We we didn't have – this is before we had rule limits on how many padded practices you can have because we were in pads every day. (laughs) <laughs> and no, he didn't care. It kind of set the tone for what every day in training camp, two days of practice, we were full pads. Every day during the season, we were in. It, it's, it was madness, but it set the tone. And he made sure that everybody understood that he was he was the the captain of the ship, and we all kind of got in line. And so, it's possible. I don't necessarily blame Ali for the things that have taken place. We talked about it with the firing of Craig Ruby players have to play your coaches do their job they put in all these hours they put in all this work to prepare you for the game come game time the coach is not on the field he does not take one at bat he does not throw one pitch he does not field one ball it is not his job to perform on game day it is the players and so we saw it with the St. Louis Blues. Those players weren't performing on game day. We've, we've, we've seen it the last couple of games. You talked about it earlier. Drew Bannister and his coaches are saying, hey, do this. And you watch, watching, they're not doing that. You're like, well, what the hell are you doing? So, for me, there is a lot of ownership that belongs on the players. They have to step up and do their job. I agree, but the manager slash coach, all of them, everybody has
4: a part in it. And, I, I again, I'm not behind – Closed doors for the clubhouse to the st. Louis Cardinals I don't know how things went down from what I understand Ollie is a pretty stand-up guy mm-hmm. and Ollie speaks his mind pretty freely in that clubhouse and this is just from people that you know have been nice enough to, to share information but Ollie's a part of it too I mean j- just like anything else it, it's not it's not all on the manager
1: mm-hmm.
4: but he has a slice of the pie Oh, yeah. Because then you got the players, you've got, like, the front office, you've got the ownership, you have so many pieces that make the full equation that, yes, the manager slash coach has a piece of the pie in this one, and it's up to them to keep things going in the right direction. And maybe part of the going in the right direction, it's not so much just guys like Arenado and Goldie talking to Mo about, you know, finding some other guys that are leadership or some sandpaper. You don't think... You don't think Ollie's had those discussions with Mo? If, if players are having that talk with the front office, the manager has absolutely had those same talks. And the manager should carry more weight than what the players are. Right. So when the players reiterate what the manager is talking about, or even vice versa, maybe Mo talked to the players, and then Ollie comes in at the end of the year in, in the meetings and's like, hey, we need to change. Now Mo goes, okay. I have at least some star players and my manager that are on the same page I need to get them some help in this department Mm -hmm. so yeah I think everybody shares it shares the the praise and the blame Mm -hmm. depending on what the situation is
2: yeah I mean you you have to put some of this on Ollie absolutely he has that title he has manager he he's somebody that the, the not everybody faces the media before and after every game but Ollie does not every player does. Right. Ollie does. You go to the media, you're part of you're, you're part of the face of this organization. So absolutely, there is a lot on his his plate. He can only do so much. He's got to empower his players. He can't be the guy that goes in every day and flips over the clubhouse spread as much as fa- some fans want him to or any manager for that that matter because fa- we fans were passionate about every game and we want our players and our managers and our coaches to be passionate about every game and they are to a degree mm-hmm. but they're n- they're not going to be flipping over the spread screaming at the players every every single day you guys played how 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 would that go over if if, if your coach did that consistently? Oh, you tune no to his ass out after a while. You start yeah. to think he's an idiot. So,
4: <laughs> <The> hell <is> are <laughs> he doing? You being honest. No, you're right. You're right. This is
2: This is for <laughs> theatrics. So, I, I, again, I, I agree with Jamie in that ollie is responsible because the a lot of it stops with him. But there's there's help that's needed at the professional level he's not making anywhere near what some of these players are making. Mm-hmm. So they the players have to take accountability as well and understand how how to best lead from their standpoint too. I don't think it's all Ollie's fault though, like some like some fans make it out to be. Like everything it's it's all Ollie. No, it's not.
5: I, yeah.
4: It, it like it, it starts with the acquisition of players yeah. too. Whether yes. it's the draft, trading, or free agent signings, whatever it is, that's really where it starts. Correct. How do you build your team? Well, with players. Right. Oh, so we should go get players. Yeah. And you have to make sure that you're doing it with the right plan in place. So the Cardinals have failed at the international signings for a long time now. Yes. That would be one area I would have tried to address this year. I would have taken a shot at an international signing somewhere this season just to prove a point. hmm maybe throw that extra cheddar here a little more is the player worth it I don't know we're gonna find, out. We're gonna find but out we need to start we need to start integrating into this space because we hold nothing in this space right so as the front office or ownership you look to always continually, continuously add the right pieces and then you hand those pieces off to the manager and the manager takes those and puts them in the best way he can possibly do it to win baseball games football games hockey games whatever And then your leadership group and it works its way down. Yeah. So that's that's the way you have a successful team is is the blueprint, which is the players, making sure you have the right players and then let the manager do his job in coaching those players. Correct.
5: It, 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 it all starts at the top. And you have to, as James said, sign the right players that fit your culture, that have the work ethic that you are requiring, and, and obviously the skill set because they have a skill set. I don't give a damn how hard you work. <laughs> that's that's nice. Can you play? Right. So can they play? Do they have the work ethic? Do they have the team mindset that we are going for? And then hiring the coaches that put in place and make sure that everybody is all – filtering the same message all the way down to the last man on the team the 26th man or the 53rd man on on a on an nfl roster making sure every person has that message and we're all in alignment in what we're trying to do and what we're trying to accomplish if that message is skewed at some point down the line it's not going to work and if it if it's skewed at the top to to from from ownership to management and from the the manager the coaches to the team then you're really not going to have a good team so Hmm. I don't blame Ollie for all of this. I think people that's their scapegoat, but mm-hmm. this team stunk last year. The players stunk last year. Again, yeah, Ollie didn't, didn't throw the pitches. He, he <laughs> didn't throw one pitch, man. I watched every game. He might have. He might have said I could so do again, better. You know than this. Can't Screw be it. much worse. He, but he didn't throw one It's like one Jackie pitch. Moon. Yes.
2: Do it himself.
5: <laughs> might as well. But and the last
4: thing I'll say about it too is, everybody looks at the manager, manager, manager. There's a staff right. that goes with it. So Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh, he has a staff, Great. And if he has a couple of pieces in the staff that aren't the right pieces, that also reflects upon the, the games, yep. the players, the coach. The, like, no doubt. So you know maybe the staff last year wasn't the greatest staff for Ollie as well. Maybe mm-hmm. there was some friction somewhere. I don't know this to be true. But obviously, they made some changes. They added some pieces. They added some pieces to the front office, too. They like, So maybe all of that, too, let's not forget that that plays a part in it. So when we want to just blame the manager, quite honestly, the, the manager is just one little piece of the equation. Mm-hmm. There's so many other things going around uh, that you should be paying attention to that it's, it can't just focus on the one guy.
2: Give you some updates here. So everybody knows the Blues fell today to the Maple well, Leafs go 4 there. to 2. I
4: like right away, like yeah, out of nowhere, I too.
6: They didn't do anything to you. But
5: yeah. I guess. No, it's yeah, your they, problem. They did do
2: something to me. What did they do? They didn't. It upset me. Come
6: on, Anthony. You have Alec Burleson hitting BP <laughs> down in spring training, and you want to tell people that the Blues lost their second game in a row he, when, it, when it really matters point. at it's this it's time of the point.
5: year? Is Come he on. in the best shape of his life? Yeah, I believe so. He's in a shape. He's in the best shape. You didn't, You don't want to tell people that Jordan Walker moved his front foot a few inches ahead? Looking New batting good. stance? Swinging. Launch angle is definitely yes. at the angle we needed to be at.
4: Put one over right center field today.
5: You don't we, even we need to, a, we a fan. We Anthony. were talking about launch angle all last year, and I finally saw the launch angle that I preferred. It was not good enough last year, when we, we obviously had to him down. But the launch angle in Jupiter right now—watch that thing go! It's going to be amazing to see Jordan Walker at the plate this year. Trust me. You don't have to see it. Just trust me. Appar- I've seen it. Apparently, as legend has it, when he hit that one over right center
4: wall today, a young fan tried to jump up and catch it. When he tried to catch it, it pulled the glove out of his hand, mm. and the youngster fell down.
5: Yeah, makes sense. Launch Think angle. of that velocity. Yeah, yeah. exit velocity, exit velo, <sighs> launch angle—the combination. Forget <sighs> about it.
2: So, like I was saying, the Kraken <laughs> did get a point, but lost to the Red Wings in overtime, four to three. The Winnipeg Jets were up three-one in the first period against Calgary. They lost six to three. Coyote, Coyotes, not that, eh, we don't have to update you on the Coyotes, but they oh. did lose 6-3. to Golden Knights beat the Sharks 4-0. Minnesota beat Can- uh, Vancouver 10-7. to 10-7.
5: 10-7. That's a lot of points. A lot of Minnesota
2: goals. scored 7 of those 10 goals in the third period. The Bruins beat the Stars in a shootout, four to three. So your updated wild card standings: the Blues still hold the second wild card at 60 points ahead of Nashville and Minnesota, who have 58 respectively, and Seattle, who has 57. Mm. So there you have it. So it wasn't all bad. You guys just jumped to conclusions like you normally do. Get Sorry. that jump to the conclusion to out. <laughs> oh, stop it, Jamie. <laughs> Bet the board. Three stars of the day. Criticisms and compliments. There's uh, a compliment for for Jamie and a crap sandwich for Carrie. <sighs> Carrie helped the Jamie oh, that's right. on Friday in <sighs> Bet the Board. We'll update you next on 101 ESPN.
1: <laughs> We're right back to the Fast Lane Podcast. Presented by Dom's Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.
2: If you missed anything from today's show, you can always download the podcast at 101ESPN.com or on your 101 ESPN mobile app, all brought to you by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Time to bet the board here in the Fast Lane. This is where we select one game a night, and we compete for our representative listener. Marsh, why don't you update us on those standings, kid?
6: All right, I'll start from the, uh, the back of the pack. That would be me. I'm three and eight. Uh, shout out to the Detroit Red Wings for giving me a victory this weekend. In third place, actually tied. Jamie and Carrie are five and six, and then Anthony,
2: you are the leader, six what? and five. Yeah, wow, oh. that happened. I started off the you in, baby. <laughs> I started off the month 0 and three. Yeah, so man. had a bit of a turnaround here. Like what are you All six right. and
4: five?
2: I'm six and five. Nice. Yeah, thank you. Iowa State, Houston. I'm going to college basketball <laughs> tonight. Who isn't? You got two NHL games. Uh, Both are massive favorites, uh, Carolina and Tampa Bay. Not a lot of college, no NBA. So it's slim pickings, as we were finding out uh, during the break. But I like the over tonight. Over is 131.5. That total opened up at 128.5. So it's already jumped three points here. So I'm going to follow the line movement. I'm looking at some of these trends, and the over has been hitting pretty pretty consistently in previous Houston and Iowa State games. So, give me the over one thirty one and a half for Iowa State Houston.
5: All right, huh? Well, is it on me or you? I don't know. Okay, I'll go. go uh, ahead. The, the, yeah, the, go, the, go ahead. I want to see the Senators and the Tampa Bay <laughs> yeah, Lightning playing tonight. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky, over. 27 and a half saves is minus 112. I'm gonna go under. <laughs> <laughs> he saw Jamie's face. He
2: saw Jamie's face. I think he Which made a switch up. That was smart.
5: As well. But was I misleading him? He might have been. I don't think so. <laughs> he might have been. How uh, many saves? Under 27 and a half.
2: I think that's, that's a good play. Man. That's a
5: good I like it. Uh, I almost went Tampa Bay
2: how, on the puck line. Ottawa
5: doesn't. Do well.
2: Yeah. All right, Jamie.
4: Uh, I'm going to the Chicago Blackhawks Carolina <laughs> Hurricanes game. Taking the old
2: Blackhawks, huh? Plus three hundred. March go ahead <laughs> and down.
4: Well, one thing I would never do is ever take the Blackhawks. Uh, we'll see about but that. But I am going to take Tyler Johnson to record two or more shots on goal tonight. He's at minus one fourteen for that. He plays on the power play, so should get that opportunity.
2: All right.
6: Tyler Marsh.
4: Johnson two. Plus, shots on goal.
6: All right, I'm looking at the uh, Carolina Chicago game. I'm going to take the under five and a half. I know it Ooh. sounds a little risky, but uh, the last time these two teams played each other, uh, Carolina won three to nothing. Yeah, so. but Connor
4: Bedard wasn't playing that game.
2: Mm, I think they win four to one tonight, Marsh. Nice
4: Thank pick. Thank you.
6: Thank you very much.
4: <laughs> yes.
2: What? I called the Red Wings winning tonight, didn't I? Uh,
4: did you? Yeah. You said, I hope.
2: Job, i said two to one though no. yeah. <laughs> all right what do we got for uh criticisms compliments well we're running out of time here
6: so i think we should just get straight to the three stars of the day we well go. that's our
2: criticism we're running out of time yeah, yeah.
4: bad clock management bad
2: clock
6: management oh
4: yeah, mike
2: mccarthy over here. <laughs> hey you know what mike <laughs> Kyle it's been a long day we've been
6: here for a full four hours yeah, no, no, not really. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, all right. So our third star of the day, because baseball is his third priority, <laughs> or maybe, goes to Anthony Rendon. Oh, yeah. Nice job, yeah, yeah. yeah. Way to go. Our second star of the day goes to Stephen Matz for not having to worry about being in the rotation. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly, according to. Us. A couple mm. of guys. Don't well, put me. Three. That's true, Carrie. You were yeah. defending him with your myself.
2: life. Kerry cut our closer.
6: And uh, <laughs> our first star of the day goes
2: to our gauntlet winner, Willie.
7: <laughs> nice hey, job, Willie. Anthony. Yes. Yeah, got me in
2: the old tiebreaker. Nice job, Willie. All right. Well, we appreciate everybody tuned in today. We have uh, instant replay. I think it's soccer one on one tonight at six uh, six o'clock. So, right. got the instant replay coming up. Blues off until. Thursday night when they take on the Islanders. You can listen to the pregame right here at 6 o'clock on 101 ESPN. We're on tomorrow back at our normal time at 2 o'clock. we uh, we we got a small break at the end of the show. We're on until 545 because there's some college basketball, but pretty much a full show tomorrow. For Andrew Marsh, Kerry Davis, Jamie Rivers, I'm Anthony Stalter. We appreciate everybody listening and watching throughout the course of the day today. Have a great night, everybody. See you.
1: You've been listening to the Fast Lane podcast, presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.